Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to give the phone number out real quick in case you would like to call in and read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All I am still fighting a cold this week, folks, so please bear with me uh, as we try to get through the show. We may not always do it pretty, but we're here doing it, so... <laughs> just kind of bear that in mind. It's really funny. I am. Um, so I still have, I still cough a lot, and I and I still have that sore throat. And so I've got a milkshake, a vanilla milkshake in front of me. Right when you, this shows, you know, we've got counting down five, four, and it's like, okay, okay, my throat hurts. I'm going to take one big, huge drink of this milkshake and soothe my throat, and then boom, we'll be able to go. But I took too big of a drink. And so just as the mic went live, I had this enormous brain freeze from the milkshake. And so I'm trying to talk, and I'm holding my head, and it feels like it's going to just, like, break apart because it's just, like, massive brain freeze from that milkshake. It's like, how am I going to talk? How am I going to do this? Just sheer panic. It was funny. You guys could have seen it. If this was not radio and it was TV instead, you would have laughed. You sincerely would have laughed. All right, so once again, real quick, the number is 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. have some announcements to go over before we start the show. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so by emailing me at, or actually probably messaging me on Facebook might be easier. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. On Facebook, let me know what your idea for the workshop is, and we can get something set up. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these together with us. It's basically it's just a little bit um, a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together. Okay, you can do this where it's actually a workshop where we go step by step working through the process of the finished poem at the end. We can talk about your favorite era of poetry, your favorite genre, your favorite poet, take a poem, talk about the meaning of it, whatever it is you want to put together. They can be anywhere from a half an hour up to three hours long, depending on how much time you need, and they can be pre-recorded or they can be done live or a combination of both. So if you want to sit there and pre-record one at home on your computer with your headset, edit it, do all that fun stuff, add the bells and whistles, whatever you want to do, and shoot me over an MP3 file, that would be awesome. We can get that scheduled, or we can uh, set something up a different way. Just shoot me a message and let me know. We're glad to have you on here. The next thing I want to do is I want to thank Star Sevron, James, One Sapien, and Roy Murdoch for sponsoring the Speakeasy Cafe for this last year. Uh, we were able to, our licensing fees come due at the end of every year. And 
the three of them, Star Sevron, James, Juan Sapien, and Roy Murdoch, helped to sponsor the show last year so that we could keep our three-hour license on the air and be able to be here with you every week. So we really want to thank them. Our year has come to an end, so if anyone is interested in helping to sponsor the show this next following year, just shoot me over a message on uh, Facebook, and I'll tell you what we need to do. And uh, that would be amazing. So, next... We always start and end every episode with a writing exercise and a writing prompt. Okay. Prompt is a little bit different than an exercise. It's meant to plant a seed and actually grow a poem. As the end result, it can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem. It can be just the general concept of your poem. So what I'm going to give you as your prompt for this week is kind of a fill in the blank one, it, but it's gonna, it's I want the it has to be the, the okay, <laughs> jeez, spit it out. The prompt is me or a day a day with okay yeah a day with blank, a day with blank. I had to remember how I was gonna phrase it. So it's a day with blank, and the blank has to be filled in by your favorite childhood ca- cartoon fantasy character. So it could be He-Man, it could be Wonder Woman, it could be Scooby-Doo, it could be whatever. And then, it's got, so it'll be like a day, my day with Scooby-Doo, my day with He-Man, my day with, you know, the Roadrunner. I want you to write a poem about that, whatever kind of a twist you want to take on that. And whoever your your fantasy childhood uh, sidekick was okay so that's your prompt now your exercise is a little bit different An exercise is meant to just make messy with your muses do something that you may not normally do look at something in the way you may not look at it write about it in a direction you may not normally have gone and uh, so it's, it's meant to, to just get messy stretch you out of those comfort zones a little bit so this one's fun um, I want you to print out a poem of yours or find a poem. It has to be printed out so you can use your little highlighter and stuff. But what I want you to do is I want you to print out a poem or find a poem, you know, in some place like in the newspaper or magazine, whatever, that you can write on, okay? I want you to take a, a felt pen, a black felt pen, and I want you to blank out every fifth word of the poem. So start counting the lines. and Every fifth word completely blank out. Then I want you to take a highlighter, like a yellow highlighter, and I want you to highlight every fifth word out of the words that are left. Now, if you don't get this written down, you can come back and you can catch up at the beginning of the archive after the show's over, just like you can for the last couple of years on any of our shows if you ever want a writing idea or a prompt. So, yeah, black out every fifth word, and then out of the remaining words, Go in and highlight every sixth word throughout the remain the remaining of the poem. Then what I want you to do is I want you to construct a poem where you mandatorily have to use all the yellow words. So any words that you highlighted have to appear somewhere in your second poem. All of the words that are left that were not blacked out but are not highlighted can also be worked into the poem but are not mandatory. Okay, 
So if you need that formula again, listen back to the beginning of the show, and you'll be able to grab it or write it down again real quick. Black out every fifth word, highlight every sixth word, write a poem mandatorily using the sixth words, and out of the remaining fifth words, not using the blacked out words because you won't know what they were. Okay, so yeah, have fun with that one. (laughs) All right, the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to play an audio track. Now, we always start and end every episode with a recorded poem from one of our artists. So if you are a spoken word artist, uh, have done an open mic where you have it on MP3 file or, you know, decide you want to sit down and try pre-recording one of your poems, you can send me the file at the word thus in the email title, thusspeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thusspeakeasycafe at gmail.com, right? And we can get that uploaded to the show's library and play it on the air. Now, the one that we are going to start the show with this week is called, oh, wait a minute, it's the first show of the month, isn't it? Is it? Let me look. Last Thursday was... Oh, it's the first show of the month. All right, so we'll do it next week. We'll, we always start the show, the first show of the month, we always play one of my pieces. But I don't have one of mine pulled up. I f- forgot it was the first show of the month. So we'll play mine next week, guys, um, as per our agreement. Those are your visitation rights with me. <laughs> um, the one that I have picked out to start the show with this week, and uh, we'll bring my next thing, is called We Are the Lions, and it's by Spoken Cinema. Very powerful, powerful piece. Love this artist. You can find them on YouTube. So uh, check this out, We Are the Lions by Spoken Cinema. Here we go. I don't have a problem with pornography. I mean, I don't get upset when I see sexually exploitive commercials. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> those are usually my favorite ones. I mean, I don't know what her ass has to do with my hamburger, but I'm going to drive through the very next day. I have a problem with violent movies or images or the word bitch. Don't have a problem with jokes about women. In fact, I freely admit there are times where I sit back with my fellas and kick back, talk about some bitch and how I wish I could hit that, talk openly in public places, unconcerned if your kids laugh. I mean, it's just words. Just jokes, just dudes talking shit that you never expect's going to get back. However, I do have a problem with violence and cruelty and rape and abuse. And even if we know, it's just me. It's just you. It's just a few harmless chokes between me and my dudes. It still perpetuates a culture where it's easy to confuse the link between the jokes and the bruise between her getting choked and what's just jokes between dudes and if there's a connection between the things I don't have a problem with and the things that I do then perhaps I need to rethink my views on the way we view women and how many views sexually exploitive images get on YouTube my best friends have beautiful children and if what I have to do to keep their daughters from getting raped or harassed or abused is choose to accept domestic violence as a man's issue too then I'll do that And if their sons grow to be like the men that they see, so it's on me to live like the men I want them to be, then I will do that too. And when they're of a certain age, I will tell them this story I heard when I was young about this village being terrorized by lions. See, every so often in this village, the villagers would wake to find beds ransacked, bodies torn, and for some odd reason, the bodies were always female. Panicked, uh... The men of the village started sleeping in shifts to make sure at least one man was always watching. Despite that, the lions came. 
too worried to sleep. Now, the mothers crept to the beds of their babies, and there, watching over them, they learned why the victims were never men. Because on random nights, for unknown reasons, as the fog crept in and the moon caught in the branches, the boys and men of the village became the very thing the women they loved feared most. When I was young, I thought that story was about lions. <sighs> it's not. See, we are children. The monsters are under the bed. When we are adults, the monsters have moved. They are inside us. They fight us. They climb in bed beside us. And so to stay safe from danger, we raise our girls to believe they must avoid it. And we raise our boys to believe they must be coming. And so they do. And then one day, they grow up to discover they are the lions. They are the ones you're watching out for. They are the ones. We ask her, what did you do? When we should ask him, what have you done? But we don't. As if we can't blame him, as if it's her fault for failing to accept that being safe around men, that's not safe to expect. I mean, she got in a cage with a lion. She deserves what she gets. And as men, we have to reject that mindset or the violence won't end. We have to accept most often it starts in the hands and hearts and minds of men. And we are the lions time and again. And if we aren't the lions, we are on their side. Too often standing proudly in defense of the pride, perhaps afraid that if we stand with women against the lion, we will ourselves be devoured. And so, ironically, to prove we aren't cowards, we become cowards. To prove we aren't weak, we become weak. To prove we are still lions, we become sheep, unwilling to do the one thing that must be done. Speak. And our silence chokes as heavy as hands. It stings in every black eye where men stand. Violence lives or dies. And that is why to call this just a women's issue is a lie. We must be involved. This is a problem that cannot be solved with our silence. If we want to end the violence, we must speak. We must act. One in five women are raped by men. We must own that fact. 640,000 women and girls are trafficked for sex annually. We must own up to that. Three women are killed each day by men who say they love them. That fact is ours and ours alone. Domestic violence is ours to own. This is what we must understand. This violence ends where it starts in the hands and in the hearts and in the minds of men because we are the lions. Time and again. That was We Are the Lions by Spoken Cinema. You can check him out over on uh, YouTube. Amazing, amazing, amazing piece of work that that poem is. Absolutely love the message, and that is was one of the most powerful, probably one of the most powerful domestic abuse pieces I've I think I've heard. I absolutely love it. All right, so guys, what to expect next? If you are, well, actually, let me give the number here real quick. The number to call in, if you'd like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, you know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 989. 989UR, first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When we bring you on, please be courteous and introduce yourself. Let people know who's reading. That's very important. You always want to make sure that they know who you are. Have your name attached to your work in the archive recordings. It's real important. 
And so, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. You can do two poems to start out with tonight. So uh, if the lines get too busy and we need to cut that back down to one, we will do that at that point. But right now you can read two. Please keep it right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of those waiting in lines line behind you. And then when you're done reading, please be sure to give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to find you, come over, uh, network with you, read your work, all that good stuff. And then please remember that this is a mature-rated show, which means you really are bound to hear just about anything, folks, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No word porn here. No tab A and a slot B. Keep it a little serial and we're good to go. All right, so without further ado, let me give the actually give the first three callers. I do want to let area code 757 and 734 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come onto the air tonight and share with us, please press 1 so I know it's okay to bring you on. Otherwise, uh, if you're here just hanging out and listening, enjoying the show, thank you. Appreciate you being here. If you change your mind at any time, you can still press 1 and we'll be able to bring you on. That's area code 757 and area code 734. All right, let's go ahead and grab... 989, who will be followed by 832, and then 216. So, 989, are you with me? Yes, I am. This is hey, George Wiley. Hi, George. How are you? You are the only one that's How's made it been? into the chat room with me tonight, because we are having some kind of some major issues tonight. <laughs> so, it's just yes, you and me in there right I now. Often do. I often do have trouble getting in there. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I have two. Um, I thought I'd read the uh, winter uh, one first. Um, it's called Snow, a Figment of. It cleared the earth. Excuse me, I'll just start again. It cleaned the dirty earth of brown. It placed a sheen of pureness there. As winter's, winter's blanket filled with down, its softened edges made them fair. One never sees too much new snow, redecorating days of gloom. As nature's artists start their show, with open spaces, make more room. For thoughts of peace, regeneration, snow sweeps aside the dirt of pains. It's whitened up the old stagnation and opened eyes at window panes. Now sterilized, the land can wait, for pristine changes may be wrought. New vistas now. From nature's gate, but open now to thoughts we ought. The poem. Wow, you're gonna read two, right? Pardon? You're gonna read two? Yes, I'll start the next one now. All right, are you still on? Yeah, okay. I'm getting here some loud beats here. Okay. Yes, weird. The lines are having issues right now, so. Sorry about that, but yeah, I, you're here. I can, I'm here. There's just some strange noises. Okay. The next one is a list poem. Um, I know you love list poems <laughs> with with mm-hmm. no rhyme or reason. This one has no rhyme or reason. It's uh, what have I learned? I have learned that there are no lasting rewards for winning arguments. That your neighbor's barbecuing smells better than yours. That as you age, you get more interested in humans than me. 
that one of the best fitness exercises I can do is to thicken my skin. That life's rewards have more to do with how you act than what you believe. That language grows wisdom and wisdom grows language. That receiving a handwritten note, thank you note, is better. That the connection between knowledge and tolerance is real. That walking down a trail is great, but blazing a new trail is greater. That a child is never cold when trying out their new bike on Christmas morning. That a newly opened pizza box is almost better than sex. That we never get tired of rainbows and sunsets. That if you wash the dishes with someone you really like, it's fun. That before I exercise, I often forget how good I feel after. That spotting yourself in a store mirror and finding it okay is a reward. That I will always pay a grandchild to scratch my head. That finding out a friend loves the same song you do is a treasure. That watching the steam on your coffee cup is sometimes the best you can do. That the smarter people I know can address issues, not just people. That watching a puppy run into a chair leg is a perfect learning lesson. That placing an extra blanket on a child at bedtime is always rewarding. That finding something nice to say about a total jerk is quite hard. That there is mac and cheese and then there is mac and cheese. That the best resolutions are not about what you eat but how you treat others. That I missed every shot I didn't take. That waking up to pee and then actually going back to sleep is a miracle. That the mix of mix of intolerance and weapons breeds violence that we might have to set aside some greed to save humanity and that Yogi Berra was right when he said when you come to a fork in the road take it and fall that was incredible absolutely <laughs> well, incredible no rhyme there but it was fun doesn't have to rhyme. You know, that was, you know, that was probably one of my favorite things I think I've ever heard you read. Thank you. Because I think that in those lines, it really tells a lot about you. And I love the way that as you went through that list, you, you didn't, you kept it a list exactly the way. I mean, that's like a pretty perfect example of a list poem. Each one is almost an abstract thought completely separate from the next thought. But all of them have to do with the same topic. You know, so a lot of these exercises that I give you guys where it's to, you know, write down, you know, the colors and then blah, 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 and then blah, 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 all pertaining to this one word. And it's, it's all done to help you do what this poem just did that, that you heard him read, that you heard George read. And that is to be able to take one subject, one topic, the things he's learned, and be able to go through them with concise, sharp, clean imagery. Boom, 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 boom. That's surprising. That's not predictable. 
And I loved one of the things I really loved about, you know, the lines that you came up with is, you know, it was like, oh, what was the line? I'm not going to remember it now. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not going to remember it now. Um, mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was like what my whole, my whole talking about your poem was based around. How did I forget that? <laughs> I start yammering, my mouth goes, and all that. But to be able to take a sentence that's so, so cleanly written. Very clear. But in its simplicity, what you've learned it really is as simple as that. But at the same right. time, what you said could mean so many more things, you know. Yes. So you learned this simple fact, and the, the fact is, is that you really did simply learn that. Right. I mean, you because you are talking about the very concise and simple things that you've learned. You know how it all breaks down to those, but within those images, the metaphors that we create for ourselves, the it's kind of like this is the directions, but we fill in the the bumps along the map with our with our own imagery and made it very powerful. I don't know, if, don't know if I'm explaining that correctly, but uh, right. yeah. Well, each time you know I wrote a sentence when I wrote this um, just recently, each time I wrote a sentence, I it had its it had in it metaphors for other applications, of course, in my life. In other words, oh, I don't know, example, but, you know, um, well, okay, one was like, there's mac and cheese, and then there's mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, that's just sort of fun. I mean, that's meant to be lighthearted, but the fact that it really applies to a lot of things, you know. And uh, our language doesn't let us, you know, we can throw words like, you know, we can put, Adverbs and adjectives all through it, but it still means it. You know, life has variations and it has qualities, mm-hmm. and we have to discern. Yeah, that's a anyway. perfect example of the the line, like a line that I'm talking about. There's mac and cheese, and then there's mac and cheese. All of us know exactly. Right. I mean, instantly, that is a very personal thing to all of us. Right. You know, because I remember mm-hmm. the boxed mac and cheese that I grew up on as a kid, which was mm-hmm. just total crap. And then there's well, this little restaurant years, yeah. right by where I used to live that I would go over and have brunch at. It was over at the golf course, a little diner's Rudy's over at the golf course. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would get their mac and cheese. And, oh, my God, that is like curl your toes mac and cheese. So when you say there's mac and yeah. cheese, then there's mac and cheese. You know, you're talking right. about, you know, I instantly knew that because there is actually a difference in mac and cheese. But at the same time, exactly right. like you said, all of a sudden that relates to all different types of things. You know, there's men yes. and then there's men. You know, there's right. you well, know then faith there's, and then well, there's faith, yeah. that type of thing. Right. So that's what I mean, taking a very simple thing that actually means what it means, but to have it meta- metaphorically just start mm-hmm. finger painting all over our brain is pretty awesome. Pretty strong images. Right. Well, well, I well appreciate your time. Thank you. I can be found at not many places, but here, of course, on WPOM on Fridays. And I'm, uh, I have a Facebook uh, website called, uh, I'm a Facebook page called George Wiley Writes. And uh, I'm in uh, all, uh, allpoetry.com. 
and some other things. That's it. Very so. cool, sweetheart. Well, thank you so much, George. You did a fantastic, uh, fantastic job. And if you want to, I don't know if you're going to hang out on the line and listen for a while, but we are having some issues with the phone lines. So if you don't hang up, I may have to pull you back in just for warning. Okay, thanks. All right, hon. I'll move on. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Put him on hold and grab our next caller. Comes from area code eight three two. Eight three two, you're on the on the air. Hey, Minana. Hey, Soldier Blue Blue. How are you? How are you? Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> that's the spring thing. I'm not going to say you like it, though. Because <laughs> I, 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 will, I will preface this reading with, with one simple, one simple uh, uh, thought. And, I, and that's something that I've said uh, time, uh, many times before. And I don't write pity. So I'm just saying. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so um I read I wrote three but I'm I'm just gonna read two. I'm not I'm reading that. Um trying to figure out which ones I'm looking at though. I've got the talking the spiritual read. I don't know. Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do uh turned Green, which is the, the spring thing, and then there's another one called Bone Talk. And I'll, I'll finish up with that one. Uh, turned green. Octave. Shiagita. Let us run back through the shapes of the forest. Was there something we missed? Kashkipa. A clay pot fire. The dreaming mist of sage prayers. Wathom Pshonshka Koi. The song of the night bird. The whisper of a velvet breeze telling stories to the limbs of ancient trees. Who sits beneath the oozing elm waiting for the heady sap to brew, to ripen unto fruit? The fires of reflection and hunger are still lit, and we sit before them. We must be in, as enduring as our earth until we see the green. Blue coat soldiers ghosting passages of mutilation, the echo smoke of crisp battles for sustenance and extinction. Nisi, our debt to the drunken Indian of the 1890s, cues to a higher life. Sabers melted under foils of business industry, toxic voids of oceanic passage, toxin-invested wastelands. Salmon attempting to swim upstream, spawning grounds, Dams, bridges, water gates, obstacles of make work projects, 
death for coyotes. Sho migasi. Burn some tobacco. Death for wolves in winter dens. Pups too, as nits make lice, yeah? Dens, burial mounds, morph synonyms. Badogike, shongi, masabe. Death for bears seeking solace in hibernation. Death for the elk, due to uranium poisoning, toxic shock, become carriers of brucellosis, said to be a disease of a mare, bison. Rationale, reasoning for their final annihilation. Death and dominion over and all, dismantless destiny, Cattle ranchers stabbing fingers of industry at the buffalo Tsetoka instead of those who carry and suffer the reality of that disease. Wadzini, Nise, Nigaki, extinction to save a life. Death embedded in everything. The green of dying. The southern expanse directions, the soluble introspection of bright green. Mm. Kelly green. South. Spring season leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Bon pige. When so much death is sowing, songs of lament surround us. A constant medley of sorrows without seams. An endless fabric weave. Wasson geeking. Illusory joy, deprecating smiles, spring inundation, toxic wealth of rivers become boneyards. The laughing brooks, a foul odor upon a sunny breeze. Bonpichi. May we see no more of the spring melts from winter, as much of the original world lays dying around us. Wow. Are you doing tonight, Soldier Blue? Yes, I am. I got, uh, I just, uh, been looking and I mean, I see things coming across and, you know, I see the, they just had a thing come across my stream when I was talking about the extinction of the eastern uh, mountain lions. Like, oh, great. And, I mean, it would be one thing if it was natural selection, but it's not. It's by man's encroachment on natural habitat. And that's not mm-hmm. natural. So I have a problem with that. Bone talk. The stance of courage and silence. Skulls, ashen head thoughts, rib bones crossed and talking. Wapa homba. It is the day of the ancestors. It is for Red Earth, just another chance for a small death. Blue skies, getha, clear skies, rivers bleed, rains fall. Eyes are crying, Giko. People's lament of Red Earth, planets made for water. Yusin. Life withers upon the desiccating heat of the talking winds. Ni, 
Ubanonte, life becoming a ceremonial pause. The clause of words, Nidongaka, like a driftwood snarl misunderstood. Intention, misdirection, by definition, mass induced on purpose. Oh, yeah, because someone said so. Skulls crossed and talking through ashen dreams of velvet worsted suede. Sacred stones, heart of a dreaming world. Green grass pearled above the root damage, a passage still viable to the trees. Groves of twisted oaks. Rib bones pliant, crossed roots, settled reflections, simulations, trees. Dreams, people. Who move in the night. Trees felled, torches failed. You cannot create what already is. We walk through the imperfections of your glass walls. Silent, smooth as smoke. Creating skin, making over our plains, our prairies, our own entryways. You cannot see. Oh, you cannot harm us. You choose not to see, though we are flesh and spirit before you. We are the stones of silence and courage, the shadow dance. Through archways of melted sand, poisoned waters ripe around us. Life, our ceremonial pause before continuance. Gifting us with peace, Boda. We will not die. We continue without ceasing. Our stasis of being, you have wronged us time again and yet never grasped us as who we are. Clawed, rendered, and caught at us. Attempted murders and genocide, but no. Never caught us. We walk on away from your fires. Silence and courage. The stance thereof. You know, one of the things I think really surprises me, maybe it doesn't surprise me, uh, more better said would be that I think is pretty amazing, is you write, you write in the voice of your people and, and very... Precisely so. Um, you know, you'll take a topic and you'll write about it where there's, you know, it, it's not an abstract thought. It's not a, you know, abstract image. You know, you're actually talking about something that's very relevant in the news, tangible, uh, maybe not so much in the news all the time, but you know what I'm saying. Something that's known, is solid and concrete. and But you write it in a way, even though, we know that it's i guess i i guess the way i need to say it is even though i know that it's a issue that is very um indigenous people uh, specific that i think that there's a, the way that you write it makes it relevant to anybody that's in a place of repression or 
you know, sub, that 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 silent subservitude to history and a belief and, you know, the things people don't say or talk about but are there. You know, the invisible stuff, the, the invisible that we all are. Um, but you make it real relevant because it's written about so honestly. You know, so I'm I'm sitting here, there listening to you talk about that and I think that I relate so strongly to it you know, not only because of the issue that it is, but because I can relate to it in in the voice of a woman's issue. Does that make sense? Oh sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, that's business. But I mean, I've taken a lot of time in, in in you know myself in terms of you know what I how I see it, what I see, and 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 the translation because. I mean, you know, these. I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, I mean, I come from a place of native, native uh, thought and perception. Um, but that there's always that place of, okay, well, this is what is being said amongst the people, and this is how it is seen by many. How does that translate to me in terms of how can I best give that practical application as who I am, and how do I fit that into the circle of me that I can thus fit into the circle of them? Which is the greater mm-hmm. circle? So yeah, that, I mean that's that's what I try to do. Well, very very powerfully written. Thank you. You are very welcome. And no, as you always, you can find me on Facebook. You got it. You got it. You got <laughs> it. You can find me on Facebook. It's under Rafe Wild, and it's in parentheses Soldier Blue, and that's me. Awesome. But I have I may uh, have some uh, I may have some interesting things going on in just a bit. I just have to actually check out uh, some things and see if they're actually going to be viable in terms of another form of uh, recording, and then maybe I can shoot you some stuff. You know, uh, you know, after I get things uh, recorded that way. But I just have to see if I awesome. can actually do it. I because I, I like some you see you know I did it. Uh, I can sometimes, or a lot of times, I can figure out the, the technology, but sometimes it just doesn't work because of the limited uh, forms of technology that I actually have. So I, I do the best with what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's all we can do, just to to bend our little corner of the universe around our finger and make it dance for us, right? There you go. We, we just we'll just make whatever we got work. It's all good. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Love you, honey. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. And if you think of something else you want to read, just go ahead and jump back in the lineup, okay? Sure, sure. And I thank you, as always, for the platform. You are welcome. Hold your blue. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Once again, I want to remind area code 757 and 734 that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on the air tonight, press 1. Otherwise, glad you're here. Let's go ahead and bring our next caller, area code 216. On the air, 216, are you with me? Uh, Mama Oladeji is with you. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Poetry Soup. That's Vicky Aqua, <laughs> V-I-C-K-I-A-C-Q-U-A-H. All around queen in the building. Hi, Mama. Hey, baby girl. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing that's all I can tell you is I am doing 
How? I don't know. This ain't a damn thing funny anymore. And that's the name of my piece. I do not hate them. I just don't understand them. I ran into one of them. I mean, how could they always be smiling? I mean, how can you make that decision? I mean, they be skinning up, just grinning, skinning and grinning all through this mess as if it has no direct effect. Or don't you see it yet? Are you oblivious to the world around you? Stop all that grinning. They're winning. He answers, I create my own world. I surround myself with happy people, and I think happy thoughts. Miserable people hate me, see. I have decided to eat, sleep, pray, and keep a positive attitude. I keep fresh ideas in my head, and I am nurturing my innovative ideas while others are giving up as they put each other down. See, I seldom need to speak in derisionous tonality against people. Uh, I just ignore people's shortcomings, and I am smiling, but not mockingly. It's just that I know how to live happily within the confines of my own mind. I realize everything else is out of my control, he continues. I see, so I ask. You don't participate. Hmm. It's okay. Um. I'll try to see things your way. I will try to master that concept. Maybe my wrinkled face will be not so quick to show obvious disdain. One second thought, I think I will continue, I think I will continue mean mugging folks. Because you see, both expressions leave facial line marks. But smiling is just too traitorous. See, smiling is not a good look. For me, though, smiling leaves laugh lines. It does not look good around my eyes. It's like drawn-on eyebrows. You know how you always look surprised? I can't fake it in these times. See, my true form is formed from what I feel, think, and see, and I don't see a damn thing funny, and nothing is humorous to me, and a damn thing Funny, at least, is not pleasing to me. In peace. <laughs> I love that piece. <laughs> that, just the mad mugging. I mean, I, you know, it, it's funny because I really recognize myself in the person where you're sitting there saying, you know, eh, I don't care. Life's yeah, life's messed up, but I'm gonna see it the way I want to see it. A little Pollyanna. It's like my mom used to. My mom always told me. She said, you know, she said you've got to, you wear rose-colored glasses. You just don't see reality. And it's like, and I said, yeah, mom. And I've got a whole drawer full at home in case a pair break. You know, but it wasn't that I didn't see reality. It's that I saw reality too well. 
And so I chose to ignore it <laughs> and, yeah, and just exactly. see what I want to see. You know, I know the ugly's yeah. there, but why fill that full, you know, why fill my brain with that? You know? Uh, why? Like I said, it's just, it's just like drawn on eyebrows. You just always look surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then there's, and then there's a mad mug person. You know, I, 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 we all know that person that's just, you know, no matter what you say, it's like they, five seconds with him, you're just going, oh, fuck, I can't take any more of this. I got to go, man. Like, just, just someone lets a plug out of the bathtub on your emotion. It's like, God, that just sunk me, you know. So if we could find a way to put the two in the blender, we'd have the perfect person, I think. Well, I guess it is just. You know, sometimes you just get sick of looking at people just looking all goofy, just grinning. And that's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, Mama. You got a second got one, one you're going to read? Yeah, and then I got to go. Okay. Uh, let me see. I got to pull it up for you. Oh, this one is called, um, this one's called Walking Wild Black. This is for my 30-30 for Black History Month and this is Poetry Month combined. So I'm doing both of them combined here. Uh, this is day six. And it's called Walking While Black, Trying to Get Back. Hoodie on his head, moving fast to get back, getting back. We all just want to get back. Rain. We want to get out of traffic. We want to get out of back to that comfortable zone. We go, we come. We have nothing on our minds. All we want is to get back to where we came from. No what if walking in bliss. The tea is in his hand. The Skittles, his favorite comfort candy. No worries. The game and the family. It's going to be so much fun getting back to where love was waiting. Sipping tea while the adults sip beer. But the getting back never happened. What happened? Mouths left open, tears falling, confusion and fear, prayers and lies. Yelling at the game, same time, and the phone rings. Trayvon left and never came back. He was simply trying to get back home, walking and talking to his loved one on the phone, smiling and talking, getting out of the rain, getting out of harm's way, getting away, getting away from stalkers and killers and evildoers who can't allow you to get back safely. Oh, in America, that would be considered too much like right. And we ain't having that. Now, are we? In peace. Walking while black, trying to get back. You know... There's been so many tragedies, and that's all we hear in the news, you know, is, you know, another school shooting, another young black man's killed, another orange-haired clown 
pisses somebody off. You know, there's so much of it. But every once in a while, a story will come on, along. And out of all of the horror, it will cho- it's one that hangs on. It wants, it's one that stays with you. And Trevon is that one for me. I've, well, not there's more, but was definitely one of those mean. ones for me um, that just because and and I, I I look at this in a way and ask a question and make people see something that that to me is so obvious. You know, he he wasn't out in the boonies. He wasn't on a deserted street. He wasn't in a flipping alley. He was in a neighborhood. And one of the things that, you know, little house on the prairie-ish me believes is that, you know, small town. I love small towns. I always said I love small towns because my kids could go out and play. And I knew, you know, that when you send your kid out in the morning, if there's a kid out there doing something they're supposed to not do, some mother somewhere is going to stick her head out the window and yell at them. You know, that's one of the beauties of small towns. It takes a community to raise a child, and the community takes responsibility for community. I believe that's the way it should be. So what gets to me is that young man was walking home through a community, and not one mother turned her porch light on. Not one mother stuck her head out the door when they heard the yelling. Not one person opened the window and said, hey, what's going on out there? Not one person, but there were 23 phone calls to 911. What if one of those 23 people that heard it had opened the window, had said something, had made a present be known? That situation would have been diffused instantly and would not have have escalated to what it did in the shadows of anonymity. If one person had turned on a porch light, what has happened to community that we would allow something like that to happen? That's what it's about that story that just absolutely horrifies me. Where were you, mothers? You know, do we do we care so little about everything that we can't open a door anymore? We can't turn a porch light on? That's not important? You know, it's just in the context of the poem. I mean, people just leave their houses with nothing on their minds. No, what if I don't make it back? No, what if somebody comes and follows me and shoots me? Just innocently just walking along, uh, waiting mm-hmm. and anticipating, just getting home. That's all you want to do is just go out, go buy what you want to buy, go get do what you want to do, and come back home. Simple as that. But yeah. that's it. You know, um, innocent, you know, it's just too much like right. I mean, just why can't he just go to the store and just on the phone talking to his girlfriend and just go back home to a, a loving family waiting to watch the game together and do all the things that they would have normally did together, not bothering anyone, not even talking to anyone, but someone on the phone, not doing anything, but you just couldn't make it back home. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't make it back home. Amazing, right, Mama? Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next weekend. I love you dearly, and uh, you're so faithful to the cause, and I just wanted to come over and do something. I was going to run over and give somebody else a little uh, of my time, and um, I'll see you next week. All right, I Mama. I love you dearly. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Hi. Our next caller comes from area code A three two eight three two. You're on the air. Hello, Naila. How are you? Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I was just re- reading some of my old poems, and I did not write anything new. But I thought, if I can share the same old ones, same old day. You know, there's there's always people listening that weren't listening the last time you read it. So it is okay to bring a poem back five, ten times, for that matter. <laughs> okay, and uh, not just for them. When I read it myself, I sometimes I'm surprised that, oh, is that somebody that wrote or is that me who wrote? So I have a couple of poems, if you allow me, or I can read at least one of them. I'll read the smaller one now. It's called When the Night Leads the Moon, because um, that is the prompt you gave me. So When the Night Leads the Moon is the prompt that I have followed and wrote this poem. When the night leads the moon, the clouds looked like saffron. The tides rose to the skies, causing tsunami all across. Earth was nothing more than platelets each layer like a blanket overlapping the other. History changed, chaos reigned, relations strained, communications totally disrupted and misaligned. When the night lit the moon, flames across the ocean rose to cover the clouds, drowning people, pets and buildings, stories of valor of teachers who sent the kids to safety, or of humanity where pets united, families cherished. It was not the material positions after all was lost. It was the human spirit that brought back the courage and rebuilt the cities, realized what is great. Not wealth, not positions, no, not money. It's humanity that matters most, which is nothing less than divinity raising hopes and rising universal spirits. To help one another, it is not anything less than God's work. His creativity is blooming with every woman's need addressed. End poem. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. You want to read two tonight, Uma? Um, say that again in the last one, one more you said. I said you want to read two tonight, right? You want to read another one? Yes, I could. Okay, okay please. Uh, I could read a longer version of a poem, which I already read before, or another smaller poem, whichever you choose. You read whatever you want, sweetheart. It's whatever your heart's telling you to read. Um... I'm kind of shy to read the longer version, but I want to beat my shyness, so I would like to read that. Okay. Not that I'm being with no shyness or anything, but um, this is something more than that. So that's the reason why I'm reading this. It's called The Colors I Like. It's been printed in um, Brian Dixon's uh, Poets with Voices Strong, published book called A Poet's View of Being. It's on page 248. 
Oh, by the way, my name is Puma Pochampalli, and I'm from USA. It is blue all, all along. She fills her heart and soul. Purple was just another cross of blue hue with pink. Jasmine's jades and penguins, almost all shades in between. Black and white are traversing her mind in rays of the sun. So are the moon and stars shine in place, shine in space sparkling, white with the proud colors of purple heart. Pink, healthy, note of red, blue, and white. Sounds bright? No, it looks great. Nothing is more right. What is this she finds as if airtight? Oh, geez, this is her delight. To hug him and hear him sigh, giving out a painful cry in shy. She knows he will not stop that night. I guess she will have to call it a night. Yet it seems so tranquil and pleasant, worshipping him and pouring her heart at a magenta rose like Ajanta deity's feet. Stop this, please, she says out aloud, as she needs to read and write. It's okay for a little while, not throughout. I guess she cannot stop with a thought, and ahem, I cannot put my pen to write, although it is impossible to fight. I guess she knows who he is. No wonder he was ecstatic. Oh, it is him, her sweet love. There seems to be no end nor a beginning with no rhyme or rhythm. She has to go to work right now. She finds it hard to concentrate or do anything as she is falling so much behind. She cannot watch where she is treading. Her feet are so heavy that she can hardly see her toes without bending. His piercing looks are breaking her shyness and breaking the backbones. Oh, please be gentle, she seems to say. For someone is bearing her heaving song and wants to leave her sweetheart to continue at a later time and date till she completes her work pending. Yet she cannot help how she loves his blue eyes shining bright, lover boy holding her captive yet to preserve the home of her junior to come. With round, bright eyes, brown and curly locks of hair playing in his, on his temple, touching cheese, cheeks, eyes, and ears, with the softness of silk looking like bronze and copper, with dark clouds of nimbus touching the streeters, joyously floating on waves of horizontal parallel curves, Booming colors of blue with a creamy transparent dew dreaming under the stars and sunshine, not minding day or night, waiting to arrive in a fine care of a nurse assisting the doctor, untangling the baby from her uterine home, dominating as the moments pass, increasing the rhythmic Lamar breathing of inhaling, exhaling, withholding, and relaxing each passing minute with pain throbbing with her with the wet, sticky surge of amniotic fluid gushing out with an outburst of complaint. May I continue later, sweetheart, she seems to be saying. Just then, the nurse says mantra, breathe in and breathe out and stop no further. As she is going faster, 
and floor on and on. The cries of the baby bring the mama back to senses, gushing out the clear fluid out of her mammary, giving the baby energy and vitamins for life, keeping him off of the infectious death. It is every time holding the newborn baby, softer than finest muslin or French chiffon, in ranges of rose to pink, sweetly clean, lovely as bloomy jasmine, oh baby mine. The proud mama is smiling as though her eyes are saying, love you, kissing the papa. It's the new life that's begun. Oh, wait. Is it just a dream she's fantasizing? For she cannot bear a child from her mate who is lost in the rubble of 9-11. Maybe in a different life, it will be realized. Flying the red, white, and blue gallantly in the eastern horizon hue. End point. Holy shit, Uma. That was fantastic. Wow. That was super, super powerful. That was incredible, right, honey? Are you there? Yeah. I was also emotional, so... That I that 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 ending was just like a dagger. That was wow. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you, Naila. You are very welcome. I don't even know what to say. All right, big breath, baby girl. <laughs> that was a phenomenal ride. All right, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. I don't know how to find me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> I do write poems on scraps of paper and throw them here and there. Sometimes I write them, type them, and then post them on some websites like my Facebook page or uh, Naila Alicia's wall. Or sometimes I contribute to the to the books that um, you know authors um, bring out as anthologies. So this is one such anthology that has come up. Um, it's a poet's view of being by Brian Dixon and poets with voices strong. And it's uh, a blurb publication. And there are more such poems in other blurb publications that I was fortunate to contribute. And this poem, the other poem that I read, was also from the blurb publication as well as uh, from my private collection. Like I um, did it on Amazon Creative, you know, Amazon Publishing, Mm self-publishing website. So it's called... I don't even remember what it is called. The book is called A Few Poems from My Heart by Uma Pochampalli Goparaju. Goparaju is my last name from my marriage, and uh, I carry my maiden name as well. 
and well known by that so i didn't change it um why would i want to change when you know i had a name and i keep my name that's what it is i, I add another name. so uh, i only have an extension of my name and uh, i belong to both families so that's it <laughs> <laughs> all right sweetheart great job tonight honey thank you so much i absolutely love your writing such a huge fan Thank you, Nyla, and um, I hope to keep up to that expectation. <laughs> you do it and effortlessly. If not, for, if not for that, I wouldn't have been coming back and talking to all of us because I know that once this is a very, very delicate link with the world, and once this link, if at all, is not there, my existence is not there. So I value this as valuable as my umbilical cord. So I'm still not born. We love you so much, Uma. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Naila. And you all have a Beautiful great day. Thing. And it was it was great listening to all the poets and um, this is a new dawn to every one of us to be here and then keep moving with memories as well as new memories coming up. Keep turning pages, right? Yes. Every day we turn another page. Love you, honey. Thank you, Naila, and thank you all. All right, Emma. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello, Naila. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I am fine myself. You relax and listen to the poetry show. Wondering what piece or pieces I am going to do for you. But I know what I'm going to do for you. Okay. I'm going to do my Gigi's boy. You know I love that one. Thank you. I born on the eastern Caribbean island of St. Kitts. Upper Market Street, Bastille, to be exact. I was raised by my grandmother, Josephine Weeks, also known as Manjiji, the second child of one Minerva Fleming of Portugal. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. I am Manjiji's boy. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. There he goes. Who is that little black boy? And someone would reply, Manjiji's, the old lady with the guinea trees in the yard. He is 
man Gigi's boy. He is man Gigi's boy. And I am man Gigi's boy. Yes, I am man Gigi's boy. In a two-room house, I was born on a Saturday. She, man Gigi, would say. And you were born hungry. Your mother did not want anything to eat the day before. You were born sucking your thumb. And I would listen as she would tell me how I begun and have now become Manjiji's boy. And I am Manjiji's boy. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. The resources was meager. But by the time I had realized this, she had already instilled in me a serious love for truth and discipline, and it gave me dignity. As I have my standards, never follow, she would say, for board is the road that leads to destruction and the road to righteousness is narrow. And I swear to you that if there is anything becoming about me, it is because I am Manjiji's boy. I am Manjiji's boy. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. There were times when I would cough at her teachings and look at her indignantly, as youth is prone to do, thinking, foolish old woman. That's when she would say, Granville, John thinks that I am stupid. The boy that I am stupid. I did not say it, but I was thinking it. For to me, she is old and she is a woman. That's when she will go. Son, experience trees. I love my grandmother. I love man. It goes without saying, I am Manjiji's boy. I am Manjiji's boy. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. Hers was a bosom that comforted me. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. Manners and discipline, she would say, can take you around the world. 
never envy another for anything as it is the wooing of men. For there is nothing greater than contentment and enough is as good as a feast. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. I am Manjiji's boy. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. And I would walk like Manjiji's boy. And I would talk like Manjiji's boy. And I would think like Manjiji's boy. And I would stand like Manjiji's boy and carry myself like Manjiji's boy. For I am Manjiji's boy. Yes, I am Manjiji's boy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. One of my very favorites of yours. I remember the first time I heard that. I'll never forget it. I love that piece, Granville. Thank you, thank you. I, I am a, it, it, I think it's my favorite poem because it's my beloved grandmother and, and every time, every time I, I read it, it's like almost a, a, a fulfillment of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel my life come, come, come full circle because. It's been so long that she, she raised me, and I'm still speaking of her until until this day. I didn't see that coming. I didn't <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> and she told me, you know. <laughs> she told uh, me. The fingerprints that are left on us in life are pretty amazing. What's the second one you're going to read, Granville? Oh, yes. I, I was hoping you said that. The second one I'm going to read is something that you haven't heard in a while, too. Stay motivated. Uh, Let me see. I haven't read this in a while. Stay motivated. Let me get it bigger. Uh, It is... uh, It is good to rise with the morning sun and make haste while the sun shines. You don't want to be burning daylight. You got to stay motivated. You got to stay motivated. Do not sleep too long for a little sleep and a little slumber and upon you Poverty will come like an armed man. You have got to stay motivated. You have got to stay motivated. Do not rest on your laurels. Stay clear of complacency. As enemies is always at the gate. Keep the vigil and be vigilant and stay motivated. Stay motivated. For he who has the watch 
must keep the lookout. Stay on task. Stay the course. Sorrow might endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So you have got to stay motivated. You have to stay motivated. Set an example for the children to follow. For we are the focus of their gaze. So 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 that they may, may inherit our strength and not our weaknesses. We have got to stay motivated. Have got to stay motivated. Let us eat for strength and not for drunkenness. Sharpen our will and stay motivated. Stay motivated. They told us that day was night and that night was day. Said our stomachs was full when we were hungry and when we were thirsty, they gave us baskets to go fetch water. So we have got to stay motivated. We have got to stay motivated. Brought like lambs to the slaughter, the wolves came in with the sheep. And now we sing our songs in a strange land. And those who does not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So we have got to stay motivated. We have got to stay motivated. Weak mills, he stays motivated. Granville stays motivated. Serena Johnson, she stays motivated. Nyla, she stays motivated. Amelia Davis, she stays motivated. Speak easy, they stay motivated. Those up north, they stay motivated. And those down south, they stay motivated. And those in the east, they stay motivated. And those in the west, they stay motivated. And those in St. Christopher Nevis, they stay motivated. Stay motivated, people. Stay motivated. Love you very much. Love you. Wonderful in the house. <laughs> I loved it. That was incredible, honey. Thank you. You're so welcome, my dear. Super, super, super message in that piece. You know? Yes. You sit around and, and get handed that government cheese, or you can be the captain of your own ship. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, well, it's some motivation, you know. No, no, not one of us is always strong, is always strong you know? Mm-hmm. But it's always strong. We all need, you know, we are both of a man, and, and if we huddle together, we could keep warm. 
United we stand divided with us every time. Yes. I love to give strength unto people because I come from people. It's people like me. I didn't create myself. You know, no one created themselves. So now we we are all indebted to each other. You know. Yeah, we have we our brothers. Yeah. It huh? boils back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of the show. You know, we need to remember the importance of community. It's all about him. Is that, is, look, no, no, man, no man is an island. No, no one stands alone. Mm-hmm. We are social creatures. It's about community. It takes a village. You know, we are, you know, one, one finger can't... Can't, can't, can't do much harm, but if you make a fist, you're deadly, you know? Yeah. You know, there's, thing about there, there's a lot of yeah. analogies like that. Just hold one pencil and see how easy it is to break a pencil. And then hold ten pencils and see how easy it is to break those. One pencil exactly. is easy to break. You put ten of them together and it's almost impossible. Yes, man. Teamwork makes a dream work. Mhm. You want me to give you one more night? <laughs> I I I get the sense that, that you're not really busy tonight. It's uh we've we're having some issues with the phone lines. So yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, so yeah, so yeah, yes, I say yes, no. To to read another one? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You can read one more. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to do this. This one I'm going to do. I'm going to do this one because I haven't done it in a while. This one is called Tribute to Hip Hop. So now it's called Hip Hop. Once called Rap. But it's cool like that. It's cool like that. But it's like this. Uh huh. And it's like that, uh-huh. And it goes on and on on. And it don't stop. No, it won't stop. Coming from way back, it's a music. Our music, our voices on the mic. It's what black folk does on Saturday night. The music kept us above our struggles and Troubles and blessed with the gift of gab, we used what we had. I can call a lot of names, but I could not call all the names. Many, but not most, would get a shout out. They are too numerous to mention. They who blazed the trails, they did not get the Benjamin. But they left a strength to their people as a legacy. And now the rest is history. For when I saw one DNC on MTV, I knew that the black man had broken through. For we had a stage and we and when we have the mic we work the mic right. Music is in the DNA of every human being. 
and we are generally a nation of artists of every kind. I can call a name like Master Flash, but I tell you, Beethoven, music is coming from way back, and it's like this, uh-huh, it's like that, uh-huh, it goes on and on and on and on, and it don't stop, no, it won't stop, for the trumpet sounded, and the Lord appeared in the kingdom of God, music is there, and it goes on and on and on and on and it don't stop no it won't stop and now this is a multi-billion dollar business and all i gotta say is whoop there it is thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) i was awesome until <laughs> Until that last yeah. line. <laughs> that was awesome. The last line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgive me for yeah, coughing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I still have a really bad cold, but no that was problem, incredible. My dear. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. People of the last line, like the end, yeah, they, they, I mean, yeah. They love it. Yeah. I mean, they, they love my. When I perform, I get. I get great, great, great feedback. They love it. They love what I do. And, <laughs> I, and I'm very appreciative of it. Oh, uh, appreciate you, honey. So do me yes, a favor. Yes, I appreciate you too. Okay, tell, tell them how they can find you, honey. Yes, my name is Granville John Edgerton. You can find me on iTunes, streaming media. Or you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Or or Instagram, Granville John Hedrington. The same name. Check me out, listen to me. Uh, Follow me, friend me, love me, hire me. You know, I appreciate you all very much. (laughs) Thank you, Granville. We appreciate you too. We'll talk to you Thank soon, you. honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So we are having some issues with our phone lines right now. Um, we have, if you're trying to get into the show, uh, we only have a couple lines open right now. They're trying to figure out what's going on and get the rest of the lines open. We should have 150 lines coming into the show, and we've only got two. So actually we've got four. Out of that, yeah. So um, if you're trying to call in, just keep trying. I want to remind area code 757 and area code 734 that you are not in the lineup. If either, either of you would like to come on at any time, just press 1 and we'll be able to bring you on. I'm going to go ahead and try to grab Soldier Blue. I don't know if he is listening right now, but I'm going to see if maybe he wants to read another piece for us. Um, and I've got a couple tracks I'm going to play while I Send a couple messages over the tech and see if we can get uh, get these lines back up and running. But let's go ahead and check with Soldier Blue first, real quick, see if he'd like to share another one. Soldier Blue, are you with us still? You you'll never believe it. 
but What's I, that? Uh, I was I was just finishing up uh right uh putting into putting into a more readable script uh the uh, that line that I gave you uh for for what we uh, one of the things that we we were talking about last week. Oh really? So you just finished Yeah. It. Yeah, I just I just and just as you were saying that you were going to see if I was up on it, I had I was just literally putting my little little signature squib down at the bottom. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> hey. Putting your chalk mark on there, huh? That's it. Okay, and um, the. Uh, oh, do you have the, anything um, you'd the... like to share, sir? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, the um, because you, you remember that line that I that I left with you, the venom that bends them. Mhm. Yeah. Well, this this is that this is that. Uh, or I should say, because you know, like I said, I, again, I'm leaving that up for that for anyone else who who wants to play around with it and then see what they can come up with. Uh, but this is my version of, of how I've how I've taken it. I've uh, used that particular line. So this piece is uh, called The Bends. The venom that bends them. We can see the slanted rain. Nijou through the slanted windows. The breaking point of dreams. Comte. Slick oiled surfaces on the few rain barrels that are left is the only thing left fit to drink. Black royal, darkness void, sun clouds, sunspots, the venom that bends them. Bones no longer mine, Wahi, the push of chemical enhancement has been too long. It's just like the real thing. Oh, the groaning sound of yes. Wabin Ukube. Softened skeletal pranks. The venom that bends them. Shadow facts not in evidence. The life so treasured becoming a forgotten trinket. Heavy metals in your fruit juice. What will they think of next? The venom that bends them. The ignorance being nursed along like it's a healthy disease. Wadzini. Gipaklonti. Perhaps it is time to shed our skins like after a fever. Political agendas, the pot gets thicker, the rapacious needs of business as usual, and we get sicker. Oh, everyone loses. We must all be stained by the ledger's red that we meet such death. The venom that bends them, medicated masses scripted from sharpened sight, Blinded by surreptitious maunderings, the slow, dowsing, drowning minds of many. The venom that bends them to malleable will and function. The concrete frames for whom human slush made by someone else. Oh, the venom that bends them. 
EPA shatterproof deals, death by indiscriminate deregulation, the smothering screams of Mercury's palm touched loosed upon us, abitra, by those charged with public protections, the filth of what they prefer, an inference of implied rationale as they reap blood-weary rewards, foisted upon the weak and infirm. Whilst the hungry, the sum of songs and free will, Wajinitra, take to the hills and leave behind the mush-minded so inclined to be to die like everybody else. Oh, beyond doubt, it's the venom that bends them and lays them low by their own accord. Trials by determination, trials by fire, pedzi. Second sight by, diniv- by divination. We're thrown in the red earth. We are determined not to fall by that venom that bends them. Nonke ujonge ube. And peace. It's amazing the things that we allow ourselves to be poisoned by, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, it, it, it's always been a question in my mind, and I just, I don't, I mean, I understand, you know, why they say it, and as far as like what they're, what they put out there, in, uh, in reasoning, but I just, I still don't understand it, and that is that, you know, there are certain states where you are, it's, it's illegal to, to, uh, um, to catch rainwater. What is Oregon's that? one of them. This guy just got fined thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and got jail time for building a rain collection system on his property in order to irrigate his own vegetable garden. And we are talking a small family vegetable garden, not an irrigation thing, not something that's going to take waters away from, uh, away from um like reservoirs and stuff like that. We're talking about he had seven rain barrels, like wine barrels, uh, oh, yeah, big wine, oak wine barrels. He had seven of them built on a stand designed to collect rainwater that ran off of his house. This was just up in Amity. And uh, so that, and then he had spigots and, and hoses and stuff coming off of those seven rain barrels that would feed his garden. And he got fined yeah. for that in jail time. For that, because that's a natural resource that we are, you know, that he was he was stealing illegally. <laughs> yeah, I've got to, you know, I've got to work in Oregon have to dig it. because we yeah. have such a shortage of rain here. You know that we really need to do that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I've got to work somewhere, and I'm going to have to dig it out. But I've got something that talks, you know, that basically takes it even that one step further as to you know what happens when. You know, we're all on oxygen masks, and you don't pay, you know, your monthly fee for your oxygen. What, they're going to come and shut you off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if a man falls in the forest uh, choking on poison air, and there's no tree there to hear him, does he still make a sound? Right. I wrote that, by the way. Oh, I bet you did. Pretty profound, huh? <laughs> and, and 
I, and and I want to, to want to bring uh, or so I should say just bring back up and uh, maybe uh, yeah because I don't know if you've actually um, uh, had time to look for it or not, but I would re- I want to hear that one about you know, that you uh, that you wrote about the trees. Oh, I keep forgetting. Such an <laughs> airhead. Okay, no, I will find no, it. I just like I just want to I just want to put it out there because like I said I, I would like to hear it. I will find it, even if I, even if the only thing I can find, because I know where the original version was, because it started out as a reply I wrote to something. Somebody wrote right. something, I wrote it as a reply, and then I chopped out part of it and didn't edit it a whole bunch, but chopped out some irrelevant parts to the message and just kept that and cleaned it up a little bit and turned it into, but even if I just read the initial, the, the original message post. Because it's pretty similar to the end product, anyway. I'll find. It. I'll find it. Okay. Big note. <laughs> Tree dancing. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. All right, Soldier Blue. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put you back on hold. Okay. Okay. And uh, gonna play a couple tracks and see if we can get some of these lines up. And I may just pull you back in. So. Write something else. Yep, I'll, I will. I'll, I'll pull. I'll pull up one of my other uh, uh, little chappy, chappy books, and I got. I'll get. I'll get some. Okay. All right. And thank All right. you. I'm. I'm like I say. I'm here. Okay. Awesome. All right. So I am going to play a track real quick, and this one is going to be. It's a little bit long, um, but that's why I'm playing it. When I used to work in terrestrial radio, and I worked for a AOR. Uh, album-oriented rock station in Colorado Springs. And uh, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't have time. I know, I'll play Inagata DeVita. So that was my run to the bathroom song. Anytime you heard Inagata DeVita, it was like, oh, I ran. That's when I was running right run to the restroom real quick because it's, like, super long. So I'm going to play this one, this track by Eddie Oliver. It's an as amazing montage of a bunch of his different poems put together an incredible work I know you're absolutely going to love it I'm going to see if I can figure out what's going on with these phone lines real quick and uh, we will be right back with you guys okay here we go one moment It be the first chapter, they call it life. Beautiful as it is, and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping. Nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man She was just sipping, writing But it was something about her Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder Just sipping, writing What was she writing? 
was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me, and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like, like looking at the river now, because, because so beautiful she was. So, so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man, and, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself, but because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing, admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The the 10-second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places. Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder, who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like dang. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping. Coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder, will she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just, just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Open, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. I see you, do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that, that God, that God said that you and I. Ah, you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy. Sleep with me. Dream with me, 
to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust As I look down and see you beneath me Looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down Making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride I, I love you, I love, I love the feel of your thigh Where your flesh feels against my flesh The way your chest feels against my chest The way we pause, we take deep breaths Deep, deep, deep breaths the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, it'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that. This is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the Alpha. The beginning be the Alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just... Just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing, daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss, I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce, I pick it up and pull it close to me, close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminded me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love, like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way, like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss, from the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And 
She just left this homeboy alone Like Like yesterday You see this be my Monday morning blues I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around Just fine Just fiending Just fiending y'all I'm gonna be this way until her Until I hear the sound of her walking through my door I'm gonna be this way until Friday Just fine just, just feel me. Maybe I do this dance all over again. We gon' do this romance again. All freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. See Proverbs 18.22 states, that he that finds a wife, uh, finds a good thing, and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her. Someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death. Until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, ah, uh, yes, yeah, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart when I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured when I... But I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She, she captured my heart, and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, are we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all, somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like, like two people lost in the wilderness, like, like two people stranded at sea, you see, we, oh man, we found each other, like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is, once I was blind, but now I see, now I can see what love truly is, now I can see what, what love must, must look like, and it's a beautiful thing, y'all, cause now my eyes are wide open, now I know, now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, Surely, surely find a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, uh, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending. Just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of everyday life. Yeah. 
Sometimes it cushions with deed. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by worms. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden, blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefields, there is no faith. Even in war, rules contain blame. At home where soldiers are bootless, Death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face, to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken, 
in solemn place. The body, strapped down and blinded, still communicates. Press wafer provides the food, food to assuage the weak, leaving the body hungry, crying one last speech. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again. Flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. I have gone to husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers, wanting them to serve solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so, hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur. The wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why of I am. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand, following words inspired but written by human hands. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men, each of them sacrifice food to men's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned, but I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. One day, the world will go blind, and in blindness, finally see. The flame on my altar will fade, and midnight will never be. Till then, I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now. I was little. My mother was a bank teller. I called her a fortune teller. She nicknamed me Pangee, not Pangea. I was never in one piece. The first time I called someone ugly, my heart had an ice cream headache for three weeks. Tell that to my future. Say the moon doesn't care to be a bully when it's full. I was running for myself on empty. Not much made sense. Like the Russians didn't like us because they couldn't afford blue jeans. What I knew is that I wasn't killing spiders because I was scared of them. I was killing them because they were scared of me. You can have a cold war with yourself, even in the summertime. I watched the rocks get slapped by the sea. I knew the sea was made of the same stuff as tears. That meant if you were hurting, you could understand the sharks. Maybe carry them between your ears. Maybe hear the word love and start running from the teeth. I was running around with a panic in my chest. The teacher said, silence is golden. I wanted to say silence is bronze at best. But I'd already time-capsuled my voice box, 
hoping someday I'd be either brave or scared enough to dig it out and open it all the way up. That's how I got here, in this old rocking chair, typing with my grandma's thimbles on my fingers. Every poem is something being sewn. Every poem is me asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Years after, they told me I was already home. My love's feet were still not welcome on the welcome mat, but you never seen bridges that could arch like that. So we crossed the river to where the echo took us in. That's how I learned bouncing back is about being honest with the canyon. That's how I got this see-through skin, this glow-in-the-dark fear. This here's my shame on a silver plate. I know it's the one meal all of us share. I know how much time we spend sleeping beneath our beds because somebody told us that's where the monsters should hide. Y'all, everyone is going to pick a side on whether they're good or bad, whether you are kind or cruel. But what if the quickest route to loving ourselves is deciding it's all true, every bit of it? I was not a child the last time I threw a full tent from fit in the grocery store. I was not poor the last time I stole someone's heart like it wasn't worth my change. I do not need air traffic control to tell me there have not been enough flights for me to lose all of my baggage, but I am learning to claim it at the same carousel where I am learning beating yourself up is never a fair fight. Only knocks the wind out of our chances to come clean through that canyon to be exactly who we are so we might become exactly who we want to be. So if our baggage is to run, we will one day learn to run like we sing, like someone took apart a cello to build our hamstrings. This is me running straight into your arms to tell you my skyscraper heart might still be afraid of heights. Your dark side might still be searching for its stars, but the acoustics are still amazing and our meteor showers, the light will never be out of your league. You were the first one picked for your own team. Our underdog hearts are winning this game even when we're doing it all wrong, even when we're falling apart. Sometimes it takes a storm for the whole sea to start doing the wave. I know it took a storm for the message in the bottle to finally reach my shore, to teach me how to write my entire life using only the shift key to mess up, to bounce back, to let myself be the hinge that keeps opening the door to look you straight in the eye, to tell you I didn't come here to write my heart out. I came to write it in. Gibson with Truth, absolutely one of my very favorite pieces of uh, poetry by our contemporaries. You know, I always talk about writing surprising lines or being able to write something that, you know, is is so palpable that it tastes like homemade bread in your ears. It, it's 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 instantly something known to you, something. You know what I'm trying to say. You know what the, the smell of fresh baked bread does. But the lines in there, there was a line in there, a couple of them that I really wanted to point out real quick, just because I think they're great examples of that. And when I talk about surprising imagery, I'm talking about saying something in a way, saying the same thing that's said a lot in a brand new way. 
you know, finding surprising images, surprising combinations of words that someone may not normally hear. Um, the line in this piece, uh, the, there was two of them that I'm going to share with you, but the, the first line in this piece that really stuck out to me was uh, how, bounce, how bouncing back is being honest with the canyon. How bouncing back is being honest with the canyon. I love that line. I love what it says. I love the image. I love the power of the image that it creates. And then uh, there was another line that really stuck out where uh, she says, um, what was it? Where is it? I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were the first one picked for your own team. You were the first one picked for your own team. You know, I just, I love the emotion that both of those lines really, really make you feel. Incredible writer she is, Andrea Gibson. Go check her out. She's all over YouTube. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take area code. Let me see what the lines are doing. We are having issues with the lines right now, you guys. We're going to be throwing in some tracks here as we can um, between callers that we're able to get on. I've got area code right now. I've got uh, just a couple of lines open. They're working on getting the rest of the lines open. So if you're trying to call in and you're getting that fast busy, uh, just go ahead and keep trying. It'll let you in eventually as the lines come up. Right now we have 256 is going to be our next caller. We also have area code 734-832 and 510 on the line. Uh, 734-832 and 510. None of you have your line, your hands up. So if you guys want to come on the air, press 1. That will let me know that uh, you want to come on the air with me. That's 734-832-510. Press 1 if you'd like to come on the air. If you're just hanging out and listening, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Hope you enjoy, and you can press one at any time if you change your mind and you decide you want to come on. Right, let's go ahead and bring on area code two five six two five six. Are you with me? Hey, good evening, Nyla. How are you doing? This is Stan. Hi, Stan. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing all right. Sounds like you're having some fun in there, though. We are. We are. Yeah. Issues with the lines tonight. Figures. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. <laughs> we have a couple lines open, so we're able to get a couple. We're able to get you guys on. Just keep trying, you guys. Just keep calling. Yes. So I'm glad you were able to make it on here. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> How's your week I'll... been? What's been going on? All that good stuff. Well, I'm just basically doing my my usual run of the uh of the spoken word uh, I've got a couple new prompts that have come in from a couple groups that I'm gonna be playing with <laughs> you know you know me I gotta play that's <laughs> the best thing to do and uh other than that just pretty much enjoying everything I mean enjoying the the spoken word. I enjoyed those pieces of that were uh, from that artist. That was very nice. Which one? That, one? that one almost sounded like a chant. I like that one. Had yeah. a really interesting rhythm and flow to the words. 
It's fun. You have you, you do you have anything recorded, Stan? I think the only thing I ever recorded, actually recorded, was uh, once I recorded uh, Complexion. And then another time I had a photograph of this, uh, one of these uh, fireplaces where it has the glowing log. Uh-huh. And that was the only thing you could see, and I did Crimson Addiction. But other than you that, should, no. You should start recording some more of your pieces. That should be a project of yours this year. Oh, time to start marking off some milestones, eh? Yeah, tick some boxes. I'd love to have a couple of your pieces on the show to play. All right. All right. That is that will be something we will put in the works. Okay. So what do you have for us tonight? What did you bring? I'm going to read a piece I did for the garden, which was interesting because the... Uh, the two words that we were given were crapulent. That's an interesting sounding word, isn't it? Crapulent? <laughs> crapulent. Awesome. I, I, yeah. What is it? Crapulent, which means, uh, shall we say, overly intoxicated. <laughs> I love it. And the other one was perfidious. That and sounds like, like a drunk god. Right, well, actually, perfidious means dark, evil, not to be trusted. <laughs> so you wrote a poem about my ex. <laughs> An untrustworthy drunk. <laughs> uh, actually, that's that. That's not true. My ex is not a drunk. Oh, damn. Oh well. We're going to have a drunk in this one. Okay. This is called Staggering Sage. Are we ready? Please, yes. A place of our congregation, a gathering din at the old inn, where fate of mankind and universe discern through haze of whiskey and gin. Enter the elder philosopher, Disheveled, closed, steadied by king. Grizzled, old, his life told on his face. Crapulent it be his liver and brain. With reddened but stoic eyes he readies to speak of a world's curse by lies, false labels. Alas, near falls but holds fast his glass as his bent elbow slides off the table. Chuckles fade, he steadies, and we prepare to make way on his drunken sea of wisdom, already, though unsteady, to take this journey, setting three sails, three sheets to the wind, and then some. Sought drunkard shit-faced, they say, he bellows, yet we fellows, not of those minds insidious, unbound integrity found in liquor-tinged truth, its sober minds who own wits to be perfidious. Is of sober and self-righteous the world play. Tis not us of melodic minds who call for war, nor seek power, conflict through fear and hate. What call to arms us if we can't find the door? He staggers, says, whoa, the room is spinning. My oratory I stop for now till I recover. So when we next convene, I will finish my speech Assuming I managed to survive my, my hangover. 
indeed. You know, why is it that that had such a flavor of an Irish folktale limerick to me? <laughs> I, I thought that would be a nice way to set the cadence on it. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That might, 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 that might very well be a piece you would hear in a pub. Mm-hmm. I think that you should find some good Irish, some very, some, some not crazy, because it doesn't take crazy. It's more like the, the, little people music, Irish folktale music. You know, telling yep. you know that that not that crazy fast stuff, but. You know, you find some good folktale music, Irish folktale music, to go behind that and read that and try to put, you know, more of a spin on that in your voice um, than the words naturally do uh, and record that. I think that would be awesome fun. <laughs> well, you should do you. a series. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You should do a series of drinking poems for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Lord. Well, Yeah. <laughs> That would be fitting. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. March, well, yeah, March 17th. It's a ways off. I might be able to pull that one off. <laughs> I've, have I ever told you my favorite limic, limerick? I'm sure what I have. What was I it? I once knew a couple named McNally who lived their life belly to belly because in their haste oh. they used library paste instead of petroleum jelly. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, That's my yeah. favorite ever. That's cute. I like that one. <laughs> it's so wrong on so many levels. I love it. <laughs> I just think it's cute. It is. It is. Oh, I'm horrible, aren't I? Okay, so yeah, I want you. I want you should write a series of drinking limericks or something. Okay, I'll see what I can do about that. That would be fun. Let's just have some fun with it. Do whatever you want. All right. All right. So, do you want to uh, read a second? Are you going to read a second piece tonight? Well, let's see. Something maybe. Along a little more of a, well, well we've had fun, so <laughs> Which is that what I do. I do enjoy writing pieces like that because I do have fun with them. I can tell. It's very obvious. Well, let's see. I've already done that. Oh, I know one I haven't done in a while. And I kind of enjoyed this. This one's called Bill and Bobby. Sweet tunes, great sounds, harmony all around. Make soulful hearts pound when Bill and Bobby came to town. No hype or steal, no one-hit deal. Sounds the heart could feel, sung from the soul, real. Bobby's voice so high... An ever-rising sun, unchained melody moved you above and beyond. Peace, brother, peace, stronger than moon glow. Message for all time, Bill's voice of prayer, mighty and low. Ah, but those harmonies, soulful, sweet, hypnotic, 
melodies and feelings rushing through your heart rhapsodic. You've lost that loving feeling, get the tears flowing in those days. You'd think all the stars above you to the rhythm would start to sway. Bill and Bobby, hearts on sleeves, blue-eyed soul like no others. They made us feel they were for real. Truly, the Righteous Brothers. In peace. <laughs> I love it. There were song titles in there, weren't there? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, those two, they were something else. They really were. I'm going to have to find, there's a, a piece I wrote one time using nothing but um, word for word, every line is a Rod Stewart song. Oh, my goodness. I mean, no, no, no added lines, no added words, no rearranging. Every single line in it was a was a Rod Stewart song. I'm gonna have to find that for you, and uh, we could do a workshop on that, on having fun doing that. Oh yeah, you could do some different examples, you know, of, of ways that it can be done or something. Yeah, because we did have fun doing those song titles. Yeah, 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 we did. Uh-oh, Nyla's got something in the works again. Here we go. Can you hear it? Can you hear the little gears going? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's too funny. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you tell everybody how they can find you. And then I'm going to play a couple tracks, get a hold of the tech people, see how they're doing on getting the next lines up, and then I reserve the right to bring you back on if you're willing. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I will uh, be waiting here for a moment or two, and then uh, if it looks like you're going to get other callers and the show's going to go on, then I'm going to go ahead and move on to uh, the Wolf Den. If not, oh, I'll that's like that's going on you. tonight, huh? That's okay, but like I said, the way the evening's going, if it looks like you can't get the callers in, I'll hang in here with you. <laughs> All right? Okay. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. All right. Well, you you can Actually, find me. Actually, why don't you three... run over there? Why don't you run over there and come back by here when you're done? Well, yeah, I can do that. I can do yeah, that. that... That would work. Okay. If you want to do that, yeah. that way. Yeah, I was about to say that that could work out quite well, depending on how busy they are this evening. Of course, if they're backing up, then I'm going to probably bounce right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby. We'll, we'll talk to you in a little bit, Stan. Honey, thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome, Myla. And on to the next, hopefully. My, I've got a couple of lines on, but only... I'm, I'm not sure. And I've got some tracks ready to go, so we'll be okay. Just run over All there, right. have fun, and then come back. All right. All right, baby. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code, if I can get them on. 585. 585, are you with me? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Doug Curry from, uh, from uh, Rochester, New York. 
Hey, Doug. How are you, sweetheart? Okay, I just tuned in. Are you having some kind of technical problems, or are there just not enough people hanging out with us tonight, or what? We have some issues with our lines, yeah. Uh-oh. Well, then in that case, I'm glad I got through. Um, I am very I, glad you I, got through. Yeah, okay. So I had, you know, expecting to do one piece. I guess if if, uh, if it's time or if you need, I, I can do more, but uh, yeah, you can do two tonight. Uh, two is fine. I can do okay. Well, here's something that I wrote earlier in the week, and um, there was a, a contest and a prompt having to do with a moment of freedom. And so I found a moment of freedom with its own twist. Okay, and this is called Hausa, H-A-U-S-A, Sun. The Hausa were an African nation. Scarred by rat bites and whips lacerations, unrelenting child warrior is unrepentant. In this hour, conjuring dreams of yore, African buffalo, they about elders tomorrow. Robust man child of 16 years, veteran of hunting triumphs, lost battles, undone by new weapons and held captive knowing only to resist what plans may be. He's crashing into the blue-green waves to swim and float, finding no escape, nor rescue, only dorsal fins sidling by, summoned by his flailing, kicking, stroking. Exhaustion and and the water's cold steal his strength, adrift in a reverie and a bottomless grave. Relinquishing futile hope, he mocks their defeated plan, remaining forever a free warrior and son of Niger. Lapped by waves in the sun-kissed breeze, he floats on his back, inhales the salty seawater. The wooden dungeons have left him, gone without him, their sails billowing over the horizon into ignominy and poem. Wow. That was powerful. One of those things. One of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. I guess it kind of speaks for itself. Okay. So, in the meantime, in the meantime, I have things going on with my phone that, like, never happen. Um, yeah, here I am. Is it trying to mess with your second poem? Yeah, it is. It is. If you want, if you got any other callers, you can put me in and queue, and I can come back to you. Okay, let me do this. All right, let me put you on hold real quick. Um, okay. I'll bring on. We've got seven three four and eight three two. You guys still are on the line. By the way, so if either of you want to come on, just go ahead and press 1, that's 734 and 832. You guys still have your place on the board. Um, your lines have not died yet. So if either one of you want to come on, just press 1. We'll bring you on if you're just hanging out listening. Love you. Appreciate you being here. Let's go ahead and bring Soldier Blue back on, Doug, and then we'll come back and get you, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's see if Soldier Blue maybe has another one ready to read. Soldier Blue, <laughs> are you with us? Yay, I'm here. <laughs> okay. 
How you doing, Miss Nyla? This is awesome. You hung out all night with us. Well, you know, you know, I'm not gonna leave you hanging if you got if you have <laughs> issues like that, and I can help and I can help out. You know. You know, you know we, it's, all, we it's all do funny. these things it's, together. I always say we, you know, we may not do it pretty here, but we always do it. I mean, we've been doing this for 12 years now, and uh, okay. You know, the line, lines being down, trolls calling in, whatever the problem may be, we don't care. We just keep going. <laughs> That's, it. That's how it goes, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, trust me. So, I, I I remember one one time when uh, uh, when they, we were expecting the uh, Hurricane Rita here in uh, in uh, Houston, and we it happened to be on the same night as we usually have our poetry reading, and there were four of us who showed up, and guess what? We we read. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't wait for we didn't we didn't worry about the silly hurricane that never showed up and the dinglings that were out there on the road for sixteen hours <laughs> trying to get from from Houston <laughs> to, to Dallas and running out of gas on the far, on the freeway. We read our stuff. That was crazy, so, wasn't it? <laughs> it was stupid. Everybody was so freaking paranoid and and and, and literally just just all just running around like chickens. After ever, you know all the stuff that they'd seen on the TV about you know uh, what happened with uh, uh, Katrina in uh, in uh, Louisiana, and uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just man. I mean, they were just tripping out. Anyway, uh, I pulled up a, a piece that I thought was uh, worth uh, going back into, just simply because the issue is still at hand for the Apache people, uh, and the uh, the fact that they're trying to keep the uh, Australian company from coming in and digging up some of their uh, uh, sacred ground. Uh, So this piece is called, uh, Have You Spoken? Have you seen the Apache child in your Times Square heart holding the signs of her people? The ball wasn't driving, dropping. It wasn't New Year's. The sun was high. Getha, in the clear, clean skies, Ponce of dreaming Miyukpi, sunset was far from the hour of palm touching the horizon, Abitra. Have you listened to the ghosting child, red mist and fire fading in profile? Dashi, her starvation and ancient weariness, the cool insect. Petroglyphic lines upon her face. Non pechitz e gedakeshkon ubechni hon inido shotsen. We have watched as everything becomes as if a nocturnal smoke. The shadow shapes of us lengthening, stretching in unto darkness. Shave, shades and apparitions. Rent and broken cloths of grease and gray, moth-eaten carrion, craven, shriven by death. Stench in the pall of iron ashes. And we of our earth, we who are natives of these lands continue to eat such a harvest of sorrows. Waiting for our turn upon the harvest path, the seeded light, 
of the Milky Way, of the dead stars of another night. One we wish was more than just a breath of memory, a whisper upon the wind, coy, touch mon chise of an ancestor, mon chete. Have you spoken in turn with the southern Cheyenne child blooded before you, in her face scarified with fear and fever, you, her flesh and death of measles, her grave amongst the choke cherries, proper pith for such an occasion. Do you remember Camp Grant, the children who perished there? None were spared, no. Meritorious behavior, yeah. Nithe. The children agatze water, their screams hard to hold, heard to make clear the verbs and vowels of total extinction like corn, mole in their mouths, the taste of dried tears at the edges of their lips. Have you spoken with the children of Goyatle and Vitorio? the ones that they saved. Was it lace-dressed lies or the burden of truth? Well, he, the bones of Mexica, mountaintops, Tinajas of Arizona, cliffstone, oh, he, yes, the stone cups of weather that hold the blues of rainfall, life. Geta, that oft does not reflect the clear, clean sky. Their soft liquid a meaning as plain as life and death and enduring one more day. Bomba. Rain stones, the surface of a desert face and confused about preserving faith or saving faith, nor defense of sacred ground, trago tronde. We are Monjon the natives of these lands, we recognize the scapes and escarpments of our church. Our towering cathedrals, replete with the stained glass colors given us by Creator, Eawa. Have you spoken to the grieving child with a bleeding heart who cries out, No more? Donce, watching her people fall to it, overexposure, alcohol, bullets, drugs, and starvation. Elements not of her making, death in all its glory. And so it is our children speak for us, bolsa, and so we plant the war standard as we would the seeds of our sacred corn, we stand with fortitude, relentless, unceasing. For we are the courageous as we walk and speak well of each other upon the spirit road. Have you even yet spoken to any of our children in your capital city for that purpose? Oh, yes. Nonke ujonge ubekni. And peace. Phenomenal.
you know, again, just keep writing those bricks that go between people's eyes. Every chance I get. <laughs> well, really, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm always looking for that next piece of uh, information to, to fall in its own place and reveal itself in its own way. Mhm. Hey, did you ever have you ever written anything about those people in I believe it was Utah who were robbing the uh graves and the whole town was involved robbing graves and selling the artifacts all over the world? I yeah, I remember hearing about that. I sure did. I mean, I haven't written to it, but I know I know what you're talking about. I've been reading about that lately. Because I do a yeah. I do trips out to Utah every year. Oh. Yeah, and I was reading about that today. Pretty sad. Might be something. Yeah, they. Into. Well, I I will. And if you wouldn't mind, could you send send me or shoot me a link if you have one, so that okay. I can look at it. Okay, I can do that. And I sure will. You know, you know, I will. I know you will. All right, do me a favor and tell them <laughs> how they can find you again. Oh, all right. You can uh, look, you know, find me on uh, Facebook, and it'd be under Rafe Wild, and then underneath in parentheses, it's going to say Soldier Blue, and that's me. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job, honey. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, let's go ahead and grab Doug to read his second piece. Doug, are you with me? Yes, I am. And our little problem is solved. Um <laughs> Real quick, I am from the Bronx. I moved to the Bronx out of Harlem, and so we we ran into a little bit of a cultural shock where the people looked different, had different things on their mind. Bronx was the home of the New York Yankees, which was one of the last teams in the major leagues to integrate. I was from Harlem where everybody loved the Brooklyn Dodgers for being the first. Um, but when I moved to the Bronx, I became a baseball player because that's what the kids did. And I did it just to learn and be social. There was a place that we used to go to called Fireman's Field. And uh, probably 30 years later, I just drove to the field expecting it to be there, and there was a forest covering the the lot. So Mm -hmm. this is called Fireman's Field. The old firehouse is gone now. It's gone now, where still hovers the memory of Matt who between bells and sirens once cleared a baseball diamond, a field, in the park by the river, Bronx River, for us, little boys, playing our first real baseball game at Fireman's Field. Catcher Mark Warren was Canazero. Michael Ramos hurled like Drysdale. We learned to hit, catch, throw, and run, sweating in the summer Bronx swelter. Over there, second base was over there where the nesting crows now call about 100 feet above the infield, in density of trees and overgrown weeds, wafted over by sounds of a restless river, flowing weaker but smelling stronger now than when we were the white, brown, and yellow boys playing in our first uniform game. When I hit my first baseball over a fence and learned I could win against the odds, stand tall against among the 1962 all-stars, of the Tremont Little League at Fireman Field and Palm. Hmm. 
I love that. You know, it's really funny. I have such a thing for old-time baseball. I hate modern baseball because you can't follow, like I'm a Raiders fan. You know, you follow a Raiders fan, you got Tim Brown his whole career, you know. Right. But you follow baseball, you can't follow a team because the team can change six times in one season with people yep. get tra- getting traded around. So you can have favorite players like Randy Johnson. I absolutely love Randy Johnson, that great big giant tall lanky scarecrow pitcher who went he looks like a normal person but when he stands up and winds up for that ball he looks like the freaking devil's asshole his face just absolutely changes man he gets insane looking i love that guy so you can have a favorite baseball player but the history of the baseball the old baseball especially i have this huge thing for the negro league players the old negro league teams they used to have um Buck O'Neill was a really good friend of mine and uh, was the first black. Pardon me? His brother, he had a brother that played in the Negro League, too. Right, we've talked. Yeah, we've talked about this lots of times, huh? I guess you may have. You know, so when you're you're sitting there and you're reading that tome, and I'm just picturing the time, the era, what was going on culturally, what was going on culturally, what was going on in the history of baseball at that time, you know, and, and you know, picturing the little Sandlot kids and they're playing and, you know, how, how the politics of the generation, you know, may have entered the minds of but rolled right off the backs of the little kids in the Sandlot who probably just didn't give a shit. They were just so happy to play, you know. It just that was yeah. an amazing piece. That that did and didn't happen. Um, I'll tell you why. Because in New York City, at one point, New York City had the three best center fielders in the world, and uh, there were Duke Snyder, um, Willie Mays, and Mickey Mantle. And mm-hmm. when you look at the Bronx, all the kids swore up and down that Mantle was better than Mays, while the rest of the world knew that Mays was the best ball player on the ball. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it took on a racial dimension. And it took on a cultural dimension as, as to wherever you, wherever you happen to live, you were uh, you were colored by your thoughts were colored by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note on uh, Frank Robinson died yesterday or today. Uh, Frank Robinson was a great outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds, and then of course to the Baltimore Orioles, Hall of Famer, over 500 home runs. And I was telling someone today that once upon a time, you had. Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, Roberto Clemente were all outfielders. And so when they came to the All-Star game, there was only going to be three outfield spots, and Willie Mays had his name etched on one of them. So out of Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, and uh, Roberto Clemente, three shoe-in Hall of Famers, one of those guys could not play in the All-Star game. That's, That's how deep and intense that golden age of multicolored baseball was. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a direct outgrowth of the Jackie Robinson experiment. So yeah. I have a picture somewhere of me being about two years old with a Brooklyn Dodgers t-shirt on. Black folks just loved Brooklyn Dodgers for what they had done. <laughs> Isn't it a anyway. phenomenal history? It's such a passionate history it's not it's not it's like a culture it's like a yeah. 
you know, a, you know, like a cult culture. Like, you know, you you if you lived inside this, it was its own little world. The history of baseball, you know, of the of the guys getting out there and hitchhiking, just looking for a team that'll pick them up. You know, the things that they went through just to play ball. It's incredible. Two, two things real quick. Uh, I was talking talking to someone about a park in New York City in the Bronx called Cretona Park. And so when I was hanging around, it was the early, mid-1960s, and I saw older black ball players. And, you can, you know, if you're a baseball player, you can always tell a guy who's been somewhere. You can tell the difference between a guy who's trying to go somewhere and a guy who's been somewhere. Been mm-hmm. somewhere meaning being a pro at some level. And they were these older black guys that would the league was predominantly a Puerto Rican league. But there were these older black guys that popped up, and they were like 35 and 40 and older than that. And I knew right then, because I was so, so much into baseball, I knew right then that some of those guys had been in the Negro League. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing was when I moved to Pittsburgh, <laughs> I had a dentist. And you know how when you're doing business with someone, you try to establish a little common ground before you go straight into doing business. And he knew that I was 18 years old. He said, oh, you've been a baseball player. I said, yeah, I was an all-New York City baseball player. He says, um, you know, I had a, a, <laughs> I had a, a, a patient, and her husband was a baseball player. And so he says, yeah, he used to come and pick her up, and he used to have to put one shoulder at a time in through the door. I said, really? He said, yeah, with Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson, who they said hit more home runs than Dave Ruth, and if he had played in the major league, we wouldn't have mm-hmm. cared as much about this. There's, yeah. there's, you know, and as you as you well know, you get baseball fanatics talking about baseball. All bets are off on poetry and everything else. So <laughs> I will. I'll, <laughs> anyway, I'm Doug Curry. Uh, I can be found uh, on uh, allpoetry.com as Manfield99. Uh, I can be found on Facebook under my name Doug Curry and under the name of our radio program Blacks and Blues. Black and Blues is heard Friday nights from 9 to midnight Eastern Time at WRUR.org and heard on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. And I invite everybody to come along for a listen. Thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate this Thursday night. I appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you for being here tonight. And we'll talk to you next week, hon. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. All right, let's go ahead and bring area code 832 on the air. 832, are you with me? Or have you read yet? Yes, I Yes, I am. Hey. I'm here. Hey, sweetie, how are you doing? All right, sweetie. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to get through. It's been a crazy night. Yeah, I was just hearing Doug, uh, uh, Doug talk about that uh, uh, baseball. Yeah, that's, that was a good thing. Oh, I love Very baseball. Very good thing. You yeah, know, I used, to own, right. I used to own a sports card and memorabilia store. Did you know that? No, you got a multi I lived, I lived uh, in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I owned a sports card store. And I'm a huge Raiders fan, and I don't like the Broncos. So it was kind of a little niche in the marketplace for me because here I was, this you know, this cute little girl that – you know, was a crazy, loudmouth Raiders fan and hated the Broncos in Bronco territory. 
you know, but I didn't carry anything Broncos wow. in my store, which, you know, so anyone that didn't like the Broncos loved my store. So I, you know, kind of built myself a little niche for that. Um, but, man, the stories I could tell you, the things that I did, it was crazy. It was a fun time. Well, answer one question. Mm-hmm. If you, if you can, if you can. Um, what, did, did you buy and sell cards? Or did, what was the highest price one you sold or, or bought? Probably I had this kid come in, um, and he brought in Mickey Mantle cards. I've got, I've like I said, I have a thing for old baseball cards. So no matter what the conditions were, you know, if someone walked in with old baseball cards, I'd buy them, even if it was a ratty one, just because I wanted it for me, you know. Um, oh, okay. But I was collection. able to get some really good ones. But I got a lot of the Mickey Mantle. You know, I think that it wasn't his rookie. Um, it was one of one of Mickey Mantle's earlies. I had a couple Hank Aaron rookie cards. I still got a bunch wow. of them. I still have a whole box full of them that are kind of like my retirement. So, you know, if anything ever happens to me, it's in my office, <laughs> in in the back, and in a shoebox. You know, they're all little those hard sleeves and stuff being taken care of. Yeah, I I still love my old sports cards. Not weird. It's not a very girly thing, is it? Well, no, that that's that, that's unusual for a girl, but it's not like really, oh my, a girl doing. You know, I mean, I mean, girls, I mean, women can do anything they want. I was like, man, okay, <laughs> you baseball card. What's the big deal? You know, that's your fan. That's what you want to do. That's what you love. Nothing wrong with loving stuff like that. I don't care what sex you are. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I guess I just think I it's care. awesome. The history, what... you know, the history is amazing to me. So, Charles C. B. Banks, what you got for us? Can can I do two or just one? You can do two. We've got one caller okay, after I'm you. Do... Okay, uh, um, I'll just do something that that I. I didn't write, but there's some history behind it. The first one is uh, 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 Paul Lawrence Dunbar, 1913. I went to Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School, so there's some connection there in Chicago. So <clears throat> first one called Easy Going Fella. I'm an easy going fella. There ain't no use in all this strife. A hurrying pale man right through life. I don't believe in going too fast to see what kind of road you pass. It ain't no mortal kind of good. And if I would, I couldn't hurry if I could. I just like to just I'd like to just go jog along to limber up my soul with song. To stop a while and chat the men and drink some cider now and then. Don't want no boss or standing by to see me working all I try. To do my duty right straight up and earn what fills my plate and cup. And as for boss, I'll be my own. I like to just be left alone. To plow my strip and tend my bees. And do just like a doggone please. 
My hands are right and my heart's a mellow, but I'm an easy going fella. Paul Lawrence Dunbar, 1913. You know that um, 1913? Yep. That's when it, it was published. Oh, okay. Because he died in 1906. Yeah, that's when it was published, 1913. Ah, you know that the anniversary of his death is Saturday. Yeah, I didn't know that. I probably would have come up on that and and saw something on uh, online about it and started thinking yeah, about, about it. Hey, I'm I'm ahead of my time. It's real timely time. for you to read that. You know, any of you that aren't familiar with. Uh, Paul Dunbar, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, you should Google him and check him out because he is a really, really important poet. And you know, you know why he really stands out for me? You know, I'm, I'm one of those little weird, you know, trivia detail people. The weird things stick out with me. But one of the things that really, really, one of the things that really makes him stand out as a poet for me, not just because he's a great poet, but the fact that he was a very educated man. He was super freaking smart, right? Yep. And he wrote yep. impeccably. But he, he was writing things and sending them in for submission. And he was getting these letters saying back, you know, saying, we like these, but can you dumb it down? In other words, they were yeah. too smart for a black man, to, man, black man to have written them. And they didn't want to publish them as is because it made him look too smart. So they right, would, yeah. he had a whole, it was like a whole different persona to him where he wrote in, in the Negro dialect of the time. And that's mostly what was published of his, even though his writing was just, you know, there, there's a... It, it made him. They really made him dumb down his education, his intellect, you know, and made him write in a in a way that was deemed much lower than his IQ. If you know what I'm, you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying it right, but it, it just yeah, it pisses yeah. me he, off. It's he, so bad, you know. Started, that it's like, oh my God, Latin, heavens Latin forbid, this black man might be so. smart, smarter than this, you know, this farmer white guy. We can't have him sound smarter than the farmer white guy, you know. Yeah, so let's make yeah. it sound stupid. Well, well, you know, that's what he sold. In fact, the the, the uh, easygoing fella is sort of like the the type of uh, poems that he write that actually sold money or mm-hmm. sold. Yeah. So that he yeah. could make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So those were the type of poems where he was famous for. But he, like you said, he had uh, other poems that would not sell because of his educational level. They he they sounded too smart, you know can't have a smart black man but what i think is amazing knowing this okay once you have that bit of information that bit of trivia about dunbar and then you go and you read everything that he wrote that was published there are a lot of big fuck yous in his writing that he he wove into his works where if you know that about the way he was writing and knew that it was he was writing that way intentionally and you start watching for inside between the lines of his writing, it's pretty freaking fascinating to read him. So everybody should everybody should be uh should should take some time to get to know his work. And at least have a You know who he was a, a uh 
a uh, a dire fan of his, of his is Mama O. Mama, she loves yeah. Paul Lawrence Dumbo. She does. Yeah, yeah, she loves him. Oh. Yep. Oh, can I read? Can I read one more and I'll, I'll hurry off. Yeah. Okay, this is from uh, Rima Rima Jabbar from Beirut, Lebanon. I read one of her. Uh, she's a friend of mine on Facebook, but she has some some poems that I like, especially this one. This is the first one I like. It's called "Who Are We in God's Eyes." Who are we in God's eyes? Do you ever ask yourself? How God is looking at us? Do you think he considers that we have different beliefs, different philosophies, different religions, different rituals, different colors, different ethnicities, different traditions, different nationalities, different histories, different political views, different educational levels, different social levels, different positions? different but does he look at us considering we're being under the same sky same sun living the same on the same planet earth having the same body same humanity same heart breathing the same love same adoration for him the same Try to consider the same. Try to free yourself from the inheritance of negativity and see the light of truth. We are all brothers and sisters. Get yourself out of the dark circle. Open your heart to love. Look around you. We're all going toward the light. Walk in the same path of love to join the same divine eternity. Reba, Jabal, Beirut, Lebanon. Thank you. That was incredible. Good artists, good people, good poets. Indeed. Damn. Thank you. Both great pieces. Fantastic tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to write one about about your lozenges that you had last week, but I got sidetracked. <laughs> I yeah, I really tried to stay away from lozenges. that tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. All right, do me do my do do me do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you, Charles. Charles C.B. Banks, Facebook, hamburger seller. Greasy hamburgers on the on the side. Come to New York and get some greasy hamburgers in the bag. I'm on the street corner. You will see me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> you always hungry when I start talking. Well, the show comes on right during dinner time for me. So, yeah, like my tongue is really growling by the end of the show, unless I bring quiet food to the show with me, which I didn't do this time. So, 
Okay. Yeah. Make sure you get something to eat after the show is over. <laughs> I will, sweetheart. We will talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. All right. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you too, sweetie. Bye. All right. Our last caller for the evening comes from area code 419. 419, are you with me? Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Me too. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm really glad you were able to make it on. Me too. Uh, I actually had two conversations that, uh, tonight that really brought back memories. Uh, the first one was about baseball. Uh, I had two uncles that played in the Negro League in Ohio. And I actually they used to take me to their games. I actually saw Satchel Page, you know, in one of their games. <laughs> you know my favorite story about Satchel Page? He was so okay. cocky. Cocky little shit, and he was tall. Yes. He was another one of those super tall, lanky, you know, pitchers. And he would—he was also—he was the oldest rookie to date. He is still the oldest rookie ever in professional baseball. Wow! When he was brought up to the major leagues, but he used to. This is how cocky he was, you guys. He was this amazing pitcher, and they during off seasons they would have the seasons where everyone was playing baseball. But during off seasons back then, they used to do a thing called barnstorming. Mm-hmm. And the big major league team that had won the uh, Super Bowl, won the whatever it is they do, World Series <laughs> in baseball, uh-huh. they, the teams would travel around, and then they would play exhibition games against the Negro League players. Right. And Satchel Page would, they would have one of these games scheduled. He would stand up there, and he would have whoever was the big you know, home run hitter. I can't remember uh, the home run hitter guy's name. Um, but when it was like his turn to come up and bat, he, t- he called mm-hmm. everybody in. He sat there and he called, waved his arms and called everybody in from the outfield, everybody in off the bases, had everyone from the, the dugout come out and sit on the ground behind him uh-huh. while he struck that guy out. I struck him out, yes. Well, he would strike him out. And the other thing that he would always say is that he would guarantee at these games that he would uh, strike out the first ten hitters. And if he Mm -hmm. didn't, he would return the money to everybody in the stands. Wow. That's how cocky this guy was. He was amazing. And cool Papa Bell, oh, the stories I could tell you that uh, Buck O'Neill told me about him. And Sandy, mm-hmm. how come they called him Sandy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Satchel Page. Satchel Page's nickname yeah. was Sandy. Okay. Called him. And I'll, I'll tell yeah. you that story sometime. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I get excited about okay, it. And then, yeah, the other one was, um, you, know, you talked about Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Paul Lawrence mm-hmm. Dunbar was how I, got, how I got really interested in poetry. I can remember back at age three or four, uh, I had an act who loved Paul Lawrence Dunbar, and she used to babysit me because my mother and father both worked, and she would read Paul Lawrence Dunbar to me. That's, that's awesome. That's really, got, that's really how I got interested in poetry. Uh, his his poem, you know, the one that goes, uh, Liars, Liars, Praise the Lord, uh, she used to wake me up sometimes, putting my name in there, you know. Uh, so uh, she's my favorite poet. That's awesome. Isn't that weird? You never know what you're going to hear or what's going to touch somebody or how they're going to relate to something. Or That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> okay, I got a poem. Actually, it's, uh, 
is a poem that I, that I used to do it when I when I did open mics. It's going to be in my new book, uh, and I used to do it to uh, the title of the poem is called "The Power of Love," and I used to do it um, with uh, Stephanie Mills in the background singing her song, "The Power of Love." Um, so uh, that's the title of the poem. If you can imagine that song in the background. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Having been hurt by love before, I vowed never to love again. And then I met you. In the beginning, I tried to walk away from you. But you tied a ribbon around my heart and connected it to your soul. I tried to shut you out, but you opened my mind to the endless possibilities of letting you in. The sound of your voice was like the harp of an angel. Your kiss was like my first breath. I gasped for more. And your touch was like a soft breeze on a tropical isle, warming me from the inside. Now I realize that to have attempted to resist you was futile. And because of you, I've learned to respect the power of love. End poem. Phenomenal. Thank you. You are very welcome. That's absolutely incredible, honey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to get in, too. I I am really glad. Do you have another one you want to share? Um, (laughs) Wow. I can share one off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, I heard you say something about being hungry. Uh, this is a poem that I wrote. Uh, actually, I guess it's kind of like here in this area, it's kind of like my signature poem. Uh, I don't know if I've ever done it here. It's called When I Want to Barbecue. It goes, <clears throat> I don't want no Mickey D's. Wendy's Arby's, come on, please. Burger King fishes, they just won't do. Because I want me some barbecue. Now, Kentucky Fried, they cook good chicken, but but it ain't down home finger licking. So you can't take no chicken legs and run them through your lips to the bone of bags. I don't want no T-bone steak. I don't want nothing that you got to bake. I don't want no damn beef stew, because I want me barbecue. See, I want a slab cooked on the grill with the kind of sauce that you can feel, the kind of sauce that it opens up your nose and it, it makes you sweat from your head to your toes. See, I want to take it bone by bone, nibble and char till the meat's all gone, lick my fingers and in my teeth dig to make sure I get all that pig. See, I don't want no Taco Bell. It ain't got no hickory smoke smell. I don't want no Chinese food because I ain't in the Oriental mood. I just want to feed my face with the kind of food that I love to taste because there's nothing else on this earth would do when I want me some barbecue. That was so not fair. So not nice. I am so hungry right now. And you know what I really want? No one can say the word barbecue without instantly you just your teeth gnashing. I want that. I must go get me some baked beast now. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor, honey. Tell everyone how they can find you. You can find me on Facebook under Melvin D. Johnson and on YouTube under Melvin D. Johnson. 
Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. It was great having you here tonight. Thank you. Great being here. I'm going to try to make it next week, too. Please do. Please do. Love you, hon. Thank you. All right. Love you back. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. That was a Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. Fantastic night, everybody. Both listeners and callers appreciate you. We will see you next week. I am going to end the episode with Casey LaRochou with Chesapeake Economy. And here we go. Thank you, everybody. Good night. basketball the globe repeats can you find Africa can you find Africa identical siblings and their cars the telltale birthmarks. This house cluttered with televisions and cleanliness, the cupboard of perfume, a bathroom for every bed in a three-story duplicate mini-mance. My brother's hands are never empty. They penciled his birthday into their checkbooks. I used to sleep on a plastic-wrapped couch when I would visit my biological father in Roxbury Projects when he still lived with his mother. Tonight, He's probably filling the gas tank of his Escalade and thinking about the significance of keys. Sixteen nineteen, A Dutch ship accidentally landed at Jamestown and traded 20 negars with the English for supplies. The first Africans paying the ultimate cover charge to get into the world's best nightclub. The man half responsible for my birth calls me white girl. He is a black Republican who owns things for a living. His wife, Annie, won't let her 18-year-old son drive her Jaguar through the hood because Baltimore's murder rate is too high, but she owns property there, and someone's got to manage it. One time I watched her yell, Hood rat! Get out trash! at a tenant from her throne in the Escalade like she wasn't embarrassed by her real hair, like she didn't used to throw down in Dorchester.
Thanksgiving. A hotel room filled with what would become two weeks' worth of leftovers if we were in Maryland when the Caribbean woman who works for housekeeping knocks. Annie flung her index finger in the direction of what wasn't vacuumed the day before, offers the woman nothing but orders. That December, they spent $1,600 renting a tent for a Christmas party chiseled out of someone else's Bible pages. Montego Bay, Jamaica. My cousin's wedding. Sidewalk men flat-backed on cardboard over 100 degrees outside. The taxi is air-conditioned. Downtown, the fruit markets are bruised. Overripe. July. Carrington says, These people look like they're getting ready to die. Can you find Africa? I spend the week drinking heavily, staring at an unfamiliar ocean or watching James Bond and wondering if I am guilty. Annie speaks in a Jafakan accent at Miss Ruth, our personal chef who lives on the resort full-time, and tells the old woman, We're black. We like to eat. Oh, I guess you are too. We're African-American. Tells her, We want to take you back to America and have you cook at me house. 300 years back, there were black slaveholders nestled in the pockets of the South. No one much likes to talk about it, but they kept property too. call the Escalade bootstrap. He drives me to the airport while juggling two cell phones and pressing 80. Carrington is silent in the back seat, placated by the video screen hanging down. I want to ask about my grandfather, the one who was murdered for four dollars and some change. He was a successful man who drank too much. The scenery flies by and thins out. I am silent. Where the trees go Hey, where's the new world? Listen to it. <laughs>